0: We have a very special guest uh, on the New Chitland circuit, filmmaker, actress, producer, Miss Numa Perrier. Welcome to the show. So glad to have you. Ah, thank you. Thank you for having me on your show. Thank you. uh, so we reviewed your film Jezebel a few weeks ago on the show, uh, gave our whole backstory on how it was technically our second review, but we truly did love the film so much. We could not have um, a podcast dedicated to black indie films and not talk about jezebel so excited to have you on uh but to really just kick off our conversation and start off we are aware uh just how busy you are in front of and behind the camera uh starring and directing your own feature film uh i'm sure you heard our few shout outs uh for we're excited for the perfect find coming out on netflix soon um Seen some directing credits awesome. on next year, <laughs> so we're
1: also ready for it to come out. Like everyone who's involved in it, so excited. We're also
0: both huge Tia Williams fans. I don't know if you can see behind yeah. me. The perfect find uh, is on my bookshelf uh, right here. Yeah. Uh, so it feels like a match it. made yeah. in heaven uh, with you, and then also Tia. So excited, but um, more of your just kind of like credits. We saw uh, like at least I watched this recent season or first season of the wonder years reboot saw you directed a few episodes of that which was great uh we know you're working on audrey and audrey lord biopic starring and producing in that as well Mm -hmm. um as well as uh Mm -hmm. the series toxic we saw on the website so really this first question is like number one (laughs) how has all of this been being so busy how do you you know and also just finding the time in your own personal life to rest and reset with like all the work you're doing now
1: well, being busy is is great or, you know, yeah. it, it can be great. And it was great for a long while, especially when the world was slowing down, you know, during those quarantine months, mm-hmm. um, I was really fortunate to be able to be developing all of these different things, you know, so yeah. that didn't require me having to be on set and be at risk or putting my, my family and close ones at risk. I was still able to work from home, writing, developing, mm-hmm. conjuring, you know, yeah. these ideas yeah. and everything. And so the Audrey Lord project um, is something I've been working on for a long time in the theater space, on stage, kind of as a one person, a one woman show, you know, just yeah. working different speeches of hers and different moments. And it just started kind of building into... Mm-hmm where is theater going to go away during that, you know, year of the that first year of the pandemic? It was like Broadway was shut to all these, you know, theaters were yeah. shut down. And I'm always thinking about things being a film, but it made me think more quickly that, oh, I should move this into the film space um, instead of kind of developing it, putting it on stage and then making it go into a film mm-hmm. space. Um, just push it into the film space now. So, uh, so that's what that's that. It felt good to be busy in yeah. in the development sense because it was a safe way to work, earn income, but also, right. you know, get some of these ideas a little more gelled. Um, mm-hmm. And then when everyone started saying, you know, the, uh, we don't give a fuck anymore era. <laughs> yeah. Everyone started going back on set and everything. Yeah. I was really working back to back. So I did, I shot The Perfect Find. I shot Wonder Years. Mm-hmm. I did two of Carrie Washington's new series, back to back directing. And I actually really um, felt pretty burned out and went on my first vacation ever um, in life. Um, a few weeks ago to Costa Rica. Wow. (laughs) And now I don't want to work anymore. So (laughs) (laughs) then hang it up. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Listen. (laughs) Different now. I don't know what to say. Great. Once you really get that like Couple of weeks of relaxation and just can shut the rest of the world out. Coming back yeah. to work is like, why? Why even do it? <laughs> mm-hmm. I had never put a vacation message
1: on my email before. Like, I had to look up, how do you do that? You know? <laughs> oh. And I felt so weird knowing that people were getting this message. It's like, I'm on vacation. Call yep. in two weeks, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. we were still reaching out to me on my, va- I really got to see like who has issues with boundaries because people mm-hmm. would say, like, I know you're on vacation, but you know Mm -mm. (laughs) and I just you know ignored everybody and I feel like I have I've been back for a few weeks and I'm just a little different now like I've been you know (laughs) in the kitchen like cooking (laughs) just um taking it a lot easier I was putting a lot of pressure on myself um Mm -hmm. and now I'm a bit more relaxed. Yeah, I needed that break. I think we all need that.
2: If it were up to me, I think Gmail should have a post-vacation feature where you come back; they only show you like half your emails when you come back <laughs> from vacation, <laughs> just Easy to way. ease me back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Is it all right? You know, at, for for fear of derailing us, I kind of want to take you back a bit because you know we followed your work for a long time. I remember mm-hmm. being a angsty teen I was watching uh the black and sexy web series and I know that was not the target demo for,
1: for the content yeah, actually it was like a lot of teenagers a lot of people grew up on <laughs> our series and they said you know that we got them through college or we got yeah. them through high yeah. school you know and <laughs> now they still would love to have more you know so yeah. <laughs> what, what your teenage self what show were you locked into? Oh, locked
2: into Roomy Lover Friends. Okay. I needed like, <laughs> like just chomping at the bit. You, like you guys were spoon feeding me like plot, and I, I couldn't get enough. But <laughs> so you know that was a while back in your like journey as a as a producer as a director. You know, so I guess one of the questions I have is, you know, oh nine twenty ten Numa is this mm-hmm. is twenty twenty two Numa the way? that she thought it out to be, you know, is this exactly like the plan that you had or have there been a lot of uh, lucky serendipitous like turns and twists
1: along the way? There definitely has been a lot of um, beautiful dovetailing, I'll call it that, you know, (laughs) um, you know, one thing leading to the next great thing. I I would say that in a lot of ways, I'm doing more, you yeah. know, in a lot of ways than I thought maybe I would be doing. Um, yeah, I feel like it's, you know, my life is filling out in a certain way. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, I think at the time when Rumi, Rumi Love of Friends was one of the first, uh, was one of, you know, the earliest Black and sexy TV show based on my true story, by the way. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I was um living with a guy who was a friend. And then one day we were both um feeling horny. And <laughs> we just like, like that. I think yeah. I just invited him into I think I just told him. And he came in my room and we did what we had to do. And then we kept <laughs> living with each other. But we weren't, it's not like, oh, we did what we had to do. And now we were together. We were seriously both just had a night where we were like, I'm horny. You're horny. Let's get in here. Let's work it out. Yeah. <laughs> but then it got pretty complicated after that because we definitely weren't <laughs> together. It was never set up that way. But I was dating people. He was dating people, bringing them in and out of the house. But yet... <laughs> And then people would want to know what was up with us. So it was a whole, it was a love story. It was a, um, and you know, we ended up making a series out of it.
0: (laughs) It was true. Like you could cut the tension with a butter knife scenario.
1: Like, you know what, this is a series. This is funny as hell. And then of course it went into so many different directions after that. And the actors, uh, Shayla and Andre took it to a whole other place, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think when I when we were first doing that show and in the very early days of Black and Sexy TV and, um, you know, collaborating with Issa and collaborating Mm -hmm. with Lena and collaborating with all these incredible people um, who are doing incredible things. I think we all looked to the future like, oh, you know, the big dream is to, you know have an even bigger platform um, or, you know, to burst out and make it big, you know? And I always was interested in that. And that, that is part of my path now, but a bit, my big thing was really how big can black and sexy go, Mm -hmm. you know, like how, how far, how wide, how huge can it be? And so now I kind of am, just kind of sitting and reevaluating all of that because, you know, I, you know, I've been away for five years, you know, I left the company five years ago. I made my feature Jezebel. I've been working consistently. Um, But it was always very much a part of my dream to, to have that ownership and have that, um, not just ownership, but that sense of community that I that I don't think necessarily exists around some of this, a lot of the series that that we know and love that are on these other platforms. You know, mm-hmm. but for me, um, I'm you know even in my kind of state of relaxing more right now and being fresh off a of vacation, I'm still looking out into. So, what is that? what does a piece of that look like for me now? Is, is that still a dream of mine? Um, you know what? I I feel like something is missing with the community. That's the best way I can yeah, describe yeah. it, you know? And I see a, a lot of places kind of grabbing at it and trying to find a way to pull us together, but I just haven't seen it happen in the way that I thought it was going with black and sexy. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. it's kind sort of like, you know, even all these years later, I still think about our community and mm-hmm. and what what could what's still possible there. So yeah, the, these are questions <laughs> that are swirling for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's still very much something on my mind.
0: Yeah. And that same kind of like vain how has it been for you just like even working through like black hollywood like because we see the next generation of like folks coming up so like you like you mentioned isa and lena uh like now quinta like all these really really great creators coming up and kind of like breaking into this very small circle <laughs> within yeah. hollywood and making a name yeah. to themselves how has that been for you thus far or at least up to this point in your career
1: well, I mean, in terms of you know what Quinta's doing right now, yeah, I feel like her, what she's doing right now, I think is the most explosive out of everyone, and maybe it's mm-hmm. all building blocks up to this, yeah. you know. like yeah. <laughs> Um. But I, I love being a spectator of that. Like I'm yeah. like the biggest cheerleader for that series and anything else she wants to do or dream of. Um, so because I can, I don't know her and I don't know, you know, how she's reacting to all this outside of, you Mm -hmm. know, how incredibly excited she appears to be. Um, (laughs) and you know, like she's really living her dream. Um, that's what feels good to me is that that feels really genuine within her. Like this was her dream and she's living that dream now and, Mm -hmm it's powerful and it's a great show. And I, I freaking love to see that. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, I love, love, love to see that. And yeah, I don't, I, I would be curious to know from her, you know, what, um, if I know this is what she intended to do in terms of having her own series. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, what else is she?
0: <laughs> <Couldn't get laughs> you know, Is that like <laughs> her
1: big goal but yeah. that's, her big goal that she's that she's in now and she's living that and she don't need to really think about anything else. Mm-hmm. Or does she have other designs as well? I just I love watching any person come through and up like that. Um yeah. yeah, yeah. It's interesting though, because Holly, you know, Hollywood, Black Hollywood, yeah, it's it's a weird place.
0: That's what it seems like. Yeah, it seems kind of <laughs> weird. It seems very, I guess, interesting is the best way to put. Like, I don't know, like working through a lot of those faces. Like, yeah, I, my day job is. I live in New York and it's in entertainment, but I don't deal with a lot of the West Coast mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Um, but from from time to time, when we have to, I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah, I kind of move a little different over here. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's really it's by design, right? Yeah. So it's kind of and i mean i've i think i've learned a lot about this um more so through working in tv just directing mm. episodic and yeah. which you know which is a little bit of a different beast than you know going and making my film Jezebel and right. um there's something that just feels so good about even though it was challenging <laughs> <laughs> making just going and making your film and Finding the mm-hmm. money, up, like producing it on your own and doing your thing, and not slowing down for anyone. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know what I'm trying to say, except for it's very different. You know, it's a different yeah. world. Yeah. It's a very different world going in and directing on a series that's part of a massive corporation, mm-hmm. and it is being an independent artist and finding a way to eat off of your art in that way. That also can scale, you know, like I'm not interested in like being a broke indie artist. I'm not. (laughs) I care about about money. I care about being paid. I care Mm -hmm. about paying others. I care about everyone being as comfortable and luxurious as they so desire, mm-hmm. like those things are important to me. Um, but I think there's still a way to do that within an in, in a more independent lane. Mm-hmm. And so those are I'm kind of just like, <laughs> I'm just right, I'm just evaluating what that looks like for me. Um mm-hmm. because I like going out there and getting that money. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm able to do things for my daughter, and it's amazing. Uh but yeah, I'm trying to also get like. <laughs> yeah. That's a good soundbite oh, though. I'm trying like to, going to have these. like independent luxury. I just want to be an independent, luxurious artist. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, well, likewise.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, you mentioned
2: the word uh, like, like dream earlier. I kind of wanted to, this is a question I wanted to ask. You know, mm-hmm. of all the projects you've completed or that are in the pipeline, which one would you say is like one a project that was a dream project, like one that stayed in the
1: notebook for years and like oh, you know Under just Lord for sure yeah. yeah yeah absolutely absolutely that's the one yeah that's so exciting I I reread
2: Sammy a lot uh, her memoir oh, yeah mm-hmm. so I'm really excited I, I can we talk a little bit
1: more about it <laughs> yeah well, let's well this is what I, this is what I will say about it is it's not that book. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't it doesn't follow what I'm doing doesn't follow her life in a chronological way. Mm-hmm. It's more letting you into a world that she was the center of. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm,
1: what what I'm interested about is are the kind of the tidbits that I've learned about her more mm-hmm. so than her writing, mm-hmm. or what brought her to her writing. I mean, all of that is valid and so core to her identity mm-hmm. and how yeah. she presented and everything. But there's also kind of all these like smaller stories about her. Um, like she, you know, had a bee farm. She was part of a bee. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> she was a beekeeper. And oh. that was the thing. And I, I find that really fascinating. And so, like, that, so, you know, in my, rendition of Audrey, you know, like you'll see me as yeah. keeper that is Audrey Lord, you know?
0: <laughs> you I know? love and
1: that. And she really, you know, and she did, wrote a poem called Bees as well. So it, everything always connects back to her writing. Yeah. But she was this like eccentric, and there's so much we don't yeah. know about her, but it's kind of those tidbits yeah. is kind of what I'm scrapbooking together into a film mm-hmm. that will be... More experimental in nature than what oh, you would think awesome. like a bio would be. So, yeah, Ooh, it's a, yeah, that. that's, that's it. Yeah. I'm so, <laughs> even just
2: for the beekeeping scenes, I'm, I'm yeah.
1: stoked. <laughs> <laughs> really, it's just me on a bee farm wearing the bee gear. Sold me. Uh,
0: yeah, that's the Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Even from yeah. you mentioning either like a one woman theatrical production to like yeah. a movie, yeah. I was like, you got me. I like it. I'm,
1: <laughs> I'm already thinking yeah. of you a thing. do song. the one woman show, right? Like, I can yeah. still put that up on the stage, but the one woman show was kind of going to be more like, her speech is like, a, once you move into the uh, cinematic form, it's like, yeah. oh, I can breathe in a different way because I can yeah. take the camera and we can just photograph bees. Mm, so nice. <laughs> and, you know, you're walking through a field of bees, like, I don't know, but there's just so much <laughs> yeah. we can cinematically yeah. sort of explore that I got excited about. And yeah, it's a dream project because I've, you know, been reading and in love with and, you know, just part mm. of part of the culture that loves her. And I feel like more of us should know who she is. And so many of us do, but so many of us also don't.
0: Mm-hmm. And that
1: was crazy to me to learn. Um, and I don't mean us. I mean, other people who are included in us sometimes. I would talk about her and they'd be like, who's that lady? Like they, people don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't know. And yet that's she's true. had so much impact. So Yeah, so that's definitely a dream project and, you know, a a challenge and kind of like, who do I think I am? I'm going to step, but I'm going to do it, you know? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, is it worth doing if you don't ask yourself that?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I got it. I asked myself that, like, are you sure? Is this okay? Like, I think I am. Like, but I can, I mean, listen, I've seen people play, you know, Martin Luther King that, you know, We can talk about it. We can talk about it.
2: We've seen it all. We and Cindy both went to Black schools growing up. We've seen every Martin Luther King biopic there is. Right. Including the animated one. We don't have one Audre
1: Lorde. We don't have one movie about it. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and the little bit that we do have, there are some documentaries, and even those are very... um, uh, I Met With Her Estate, actually. Um, Oh, yeah? Yeah, and they describe those films as contraband. Oh really? Yikes. Huh. I never seen any of them. Yeah, I haven't either. That's why. I mean, like every now and then <laughs> yeah. there'll be some kind of special screening or a limited release, but it didn't go through, you know, the estates. They didn't get her writings cleared. This, you know, you I'm are in her mm-hmm. business like that. So I right, right. want to use anything. Any of her writing, any, you know, even Mm -hmm. if I wasn't, you would still, it would still behoove you to get the blessing of, but maybe that just was impossible or not how they wanted to proceed with their work. Because the people that made those documentaries, they had their own relationship with her. And Mm -hmm. so they may have Mm -hmm. felt they had a right for whatever footage they already had because she yeah. was being documented, you know, through yeah. her cancer, through her different mm-hmm. trips, through mm-hmm. what she was establishing in Berlin with the Black writers there. Um, yeah, so some people may have felt entitled to just take what footage they had and make a movie. Like, they don't necessarily mm-hmm. need permission, but you haven't heard of those films really because yeah. right. only every now and then there's a special screening or release of it, so... Mm-hmm. I'm hoping to change that and have something that yeah. is a bit, you know, has a bit of a, you know, wider <laughs> release. Yeah. And also that's not a documentary. That's, you know, mm-hmm. a telling of things, things that fascinate me okay. about. Her.
0: Yeah. I love that. <laughs> and I guess now so getting to work on a dream project, I feel like is probably a lot of our listeners are aspiring filmmakers, uh, creators and folks who are kind of like struggling to get their work out. Even from your journey of like leaving Black and Sexy to making Jezebel and like from Jezebel to now, are there any moments where it felt like maybe like this hill is a little too hard, like to climb up. I don't know if this is even like my path to go on or like what kind of kept you in this same space to go like this is my mission, this is my purpose and I want to make all this great art and put out and share you know, with the world.
1: Well, I mean, I get that. And for any, for both of you and anyone listening, I I get it. I'm not going to be the one that's going to sit here and be like, oh, just make your thing. Even though sometimes I say that because (laughs) there is a simplicity to it and that you just have to do it. That is part of the simplicity of it. Um, And if you kind of get into focusing on, how challenging it inevitably is, Mm -hmm. that can kind of become bigger than the actual doing of the thing. So I get when people, you know, especially people that we look at as successful, they just boil it down to just boom, your first thing, get started, you know, and I've given that Mm -hmm. advice a lot of times. Um, But I think that the other piece of it is just really understanding your drive because like I knew Jezebel wasn't going to be easy, but I never thought about it as being hard either because I was yeah. so driven to do it. You know, that mm-hmm. was my story that I had to get out and I had spent so many years really, even though black and sexy community, yeah. all of that a big part of my dream, it's still I wasn't telling enough of my personal, even though Room We Love Our Friends was a personal story, you know? Right. Yeah. I just had like a burning stories in me um, that I felt like I needed to helm. I needed to be the director of. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it would, that drive kind of makes you not worry about the challenges, you know? It's just like yeah. knowing why it's so important to you. Like I had like, I had to tell. Them. I was so driven, you know, just yeah, to yeah. That story out because it dawned on me one day that if I didn't do it, it wouldn't exist at all. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, oh oh well, someone's already doing a yeah. show like that, or oh well, mm-hmm. or right. damn it, you know, you're comparing yourself and you feel like there's something similar. Mm-hmm. No, this was yeah. singular. <laughs> yeah. <my name. laughs> And it would have, you would never, no one would ever have known that about me. No one would ever know even what I was capable of. Like, what kind of movies do I, like, it would just Mm -hmm. be just like rotting, starting to rot, you know? (laughs) And so I think that, um, I don't, again, I kind of don't know what I'm saying again, except for if you don't do, things, they may not exist at all. Like you have to understand the gravity of that. Like it's not going, it's dies with you. Like it's not going to exist. You have to start, you have to commit, you have to follow through, then you have to regenerate Mm -hmm. and do it all over again in a different way, you know, or say this was my thing. Like, and I put that out and now I can breathe and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, refocus elsewhere. But if there's anything in you that you have an idea for, you have a story, a thing, like, you have to understand that it literally is not going to exist if you don't do it, you know? So I guess it was kind of, that was my kick in my own ass. Yeah. Um, And then then it really is the simplicity of freaking doing it, you know? Uh, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Then there's that part. (laughs) When I advise people, I'm like, you need to start making lists. Like, list, write Mm -hmm. down every single person you know. Just every single person you know. Like, I know it's annoying and you don't think you know anybody, but you do list out. Because we have so many more resources and people that would be willing to help us than we even know. (laughs) And until you kind of just start kind of taking inventory of, who you have in your life and even what, even what you have, you know, you might have more equipment than you think you have, well, you have a phone, write that down. That's a piece of equipment. I see, mm-hmm. I see a microphone right there. That's a piece of equipment. Yeah. You know, think about any equipment that you've seen. Have you ever seen anyone with a camera? Yeah. <laughs> you know, my yeah. earliest things, I borrowed a camera. My very first short film was on a borrowed camera um, I borrowed it for the weekend, and we shot my first short film and So the camera was borrowed um, uh, it was on mini d v so I think I went mm-hmm. out bought those like a case of those. Um I went to Rite Aid and bought a bunch of different color light bulbs, mm-hmm. and I took the lamps from my room. <laughs> That's how we lit the thing. Like it was, you know what I'm saying. You yeah. know. Yeah. I thought about what can we shoot outside during magic hour because I know that will be beautiful. There's nothing mm-hmm. better than than the the light of nature. We all know about that. You know, so that's a resource that we all have access to. Yeah. Is that out hour? Find something you can shoot every day at that time if you don't have no lights. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just yeah. like you have to start scraping and scraping whatever your resources are to get that first thing out mm-hmm. and let that kind of be the thing that builds upon the next. Um, but you do have to start and you do have to know that it's serious business. You have to take yourself mm-hmm. seriously as an, or have a sense of humor, but take yourself seriously. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's serious business. Um, and if you can live without the thing not existing, then don't worry about it. But mm. I think most of us
0: can't. We mm-hmm. can't. are always going to yeah. not,
2: you know. Yeah.
0: I'm gonna say you that's a
2: powerful, yeah. I was gonna say you,
0: as we say, uh, because we both from Atlanta, you preaching today, um.
2: (laughs) I don't know what about this show make brings out the churchy in us, but I was like, yeah, let's yeah. just go ahead and do benedictions, pass the plate around one more time.
1: A <laughs> uh, little sound effects. You know? yeah. <laughs> I've been known to open. do that. Yes. <laughs> I asked myself, that over and over, I'm like, in Jeze- Jezebel was a road, you know? So, you know, when I made Jezebel, it was as I was exiting black and sexy. So there was all this overlap and all of this kind of like mess happening at the same time, you know, right. and I feel like I was making a really hard decision and a really exciting decision at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. But what was really beautiful about it is I did have so much support at pretty much unequivocally from everyone at black and sexy TV to Mm -hmm. make my feature, you know? So a lot of people chipped in, in different ways. Some people were there for my entire shoe. Other people came in and helped when they could, or, you know, watched cuts of it. Um, So it, so you, so there was overlap and there was support, but it was also like, what are you like? You're going off. Yeah leaving this behind and now what will become of this and what does this all mean, you know? Mm -hmm. And so emotionally and just like drama wise, that was pretty (laughs) abundant. Yeah. Um, you know, and, you know, you know, all these years later, it's still like in my sphere, I still, you know, I can still feel that. Um, but I think that just speaks to, you know, the power and, and the impact of, yes. of everything that was done there. But it lined me up really well um, in terms of my own confidence. I I knew I was ready to make a feature. I was probably ready even before then, you know. But after eight years of show running, writing, directing, yeah. acting, and all of these different series, I was ready. I had been on set every day of my life for eight <laughs> years <laughs> with a baby. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I had to remind myself too. Like I've been doing this with a baby. You know, I've been doing this yeah. mom at the same time. Like I can make a feature. I can freaking do it, yeah. and you know that that helped push me as well. Well, awesome. I know we've
0: taken up some of your time today, but we just want to thank you again for coming on the show. Um, We will be looking out with bated breath for the perfect fine next year. I mean, it
1: is a sweetheart movie. So, you know, it's 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 sexy and it's romantic yes. and it's funny really? and it, you know, it's very <laughs> yeah. Valentiny and it has lots of treats in it that I think you'll enjoy. And I Thank think I like really this. did the um, genre. I did my thing within that genre, you know, it's a very mm-hmm. much a pneuma movie and a straight up romantic comedy at the same time. Oh nice
0: <laughs> that's right up right up our alley nice. uh,
1: Yeah.
0: yeah so, uh, just to wrap up can you let all of our listeners know where they can find you and just stay up to date with all of your current work and what's coming up for you in the future
1: sure um, again I just want to thank you for having me on I didn't know if you wanted to talk about Jezebel more I talked about Audrey Lorde that's also fine and um, you can find me at Miss Numa on Twitter and Instagram I'm not on the talk
2: I have Thanks to Ms. Numa for stopping by and having this conversation with us and a special thank you to you our listeners it's your support that allows us to have these conversations with our favorite filmmakers and yours too to continue your support of the new chitlin circuit leave us a five-star review on apple podcasts or spotify or wherever you listen keep up with us on instagram and tiktok at new chitlin circuit or reach out directly to us at ask at the new chitlin want to suggest a movie for us to review Head over to our website, thenewchitlincircuit.com, and drop your suggestion. We just might review that film on the show. Thank you for all your support, and we're looking forward to bringing you more
0: Black Indie Reviews every Monday. Peace.